We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you for another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. It's Friday night. It is exactly 10 p.m. as we press the record button, at least according to my computer. And the Dallas Mavericks just thumped the Portland Trailblazers 130-110. to Josh, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I would like to congratulate you on uh, the, this Christian Wood performance. Mm. Um, I think you really need to, uh, you know, take your due. You, you, you earned this. You deserve this. You put in a well, lot of hard funny. work, and it's, you got results. It's funny because I did this with um, Tim Hardaway Jr. too. Uh, before the Detroit Pistons game, I looked at the fact that he had shot roughly, he'd played roughly 60 games under Jason Kidd, and he was shooting 32% from three over those 60 games. Like it was not a small sample size. And I'm just like, what is going on here? I didn't necessarily say I was out, but I was just like, I'm I'm like, this is ridiculous. And since then, he's been, you know, pretty okay. I mean, he had an, obviously he had a heater the other night, um, but he's been good. And with Wood, what I said the other night, I was just like, I'm tired of watching him do isolation. I, and I, to be fair, I still am tired of that. Um, but he played a hell of a game tonight. And, you know, there was this, Jason Kidd came up with this really fucking novel concept. It's like, we've, we've just got to credit him for this, Josh. He played his two best players together. And he played them together a lot. And the Mavericks won by a lot when they were on the floor. They did. Boy, that yeah, Christian Wood, Luca pairing looked pretty good. Um, what's funny is Wood has gotten some decent minutes. The whole, I mean, he's it's averaging the first about game 20. They won with him playing over twenty eight minutes this season. Right. So you know he played a decent amount of minutes uh, with Luca in that Cleveland game. Um, I mean, he started the second half. I think what people are frustrated with was he kind of had it going 
And the second half was when they kind of looked respectable. And it was the first half when he came off the bench where yep. the, the game was lost. The game was lost in the first half. So, I, you know, Dwight Powell suffered a thigh contusion. So Christian Wood might have to start by default tomorrow night uh, in Cleveland. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. The, the Luca Christian Wood pick and roll is awesome. We I wrote about it two and a half weeks ago that, Basically, when those two are on the floor, they're running teams off the floor. Um, their offense is staggeringly good. The defense isn't amazing, but the offense is so good, it almost doesn't matter. And when it comes to regular season basketball, at least, you know, offense, you can win a lot of games by just outshooting teams. And that's kind of what we talked about. That's exactly what we talked about after during our maxi injury podcast was this team has to make sure that they're playing their best offensive players together as much as possible because they just they just lost, you know, one of their defensive anchors and lo and behold, Wood and Luca play a lot and they score a lot and it looks good. Um I mean is nothing it a playoff, to complain about. Is, is it a recipe for playoff success? Let's just be honest. It's not. It's really not. But you have to make the playoffs. And <laughs> again, they're they're 29 games through the season and they're playing 500 basketball. They have to figure out a way, you know, to be a, like a real playoff team, if that's what they want, they're going to have to be five to 10 games over 500. It's just like 500, I don't think is going to cut it for, for top six in the West. And I consider that playoffs, you know, like making the plane is something different, but if, if that's what they want, the Mavericks are going to have to play better basketball. And tonight was an interesting game because it, it sort of feels like one of these things, you know, we've seen two Portland Trailblazers, Dallas matchups. And this is one of those sort of styles make fights game where they have the number of the Grizzlies, for example. Luca right. really does. And I also feel that Luca has the number of the, the Trailblazers. And that's not, you know, obviously he's an MVP candidate, highest scorer in the league. You could argue that he has the number of every team they play against. But some of the stuff he does against the Blazers is gross. Like, and I mean that in a complimentary way. Like, he was mean to like Justice Winslow and some of the other guys that they ended up guarding him. And it's just, it's, it's pretty funny watching these two teams play because the depth of talent that Portland has is really pretty good. They have some really good basketball. They're a good team. Yeah. So this, this is, this is a quality victory for the Mavericks. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head about like how this is turning into like Memphis, where this is just a team that the Luka Dodgers air handles. They've won. This is their sixth straight win against Portland. Um, this is dating back to when they won March 2021. And that game was a one. Thir- and look at some of these scores, Kirk, in this six game winning streak. Mavericks win. And these are all Mavs wins 132 to 92, 132 to 117, 132 to 112, 128 to 78. One and then they played these two games this year, so 117 to 112, 130 to 110. Of course, the Trailblazers were were a garbage fire last year, uh-huh. um, last season. So, I mean, that part makes sense, but I don't know. There's just well, there's I always a... hated playing, I hated playing the Blazers, the bubble Blazers, where Dorian yeah. just lit Dorian got lit on fire by Dame Lillard. And I think like the addition of Reggie Bullock has has given it takes you know, Dorian still guarded. Uh, Dame some tonight, but he doesn't have to do like 38 minutes on Dame, and I think yeah. that makes a difference over the course of over the course of things, where you can throw different defenders at him in the map. Like, and if you can limit him, you know, Dame had 
Dame had nine of ten free throws in the first quarter and or first half didn't shoot any in the second. Um, the the same thing for Luca. Interestingly enough, he had six of seven didn't shoot any in the, second, in the third quarter. But it, it's 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 a fun little matchup here. They have some you know uh, Jeremy Grant played a pretty terrible game after he was pretty important for them last last time in twenty one minutes he was a negative twenty nine which is impressive. And Christian Wood, for example, just destroyed Yusuf Nurkic, who didn't play at all in the last game. Um, yeah, and, and he's a, tr- a more traditional big, and they just pick and popped him to death. He somehow, he somehow ended only a negative three, which is interesting. Um, but it, you know, it was it was just one of those nice games that the Mavericks. I wasn't expecting them to have, to be quite honest, because they looked so bad against Cleveland. The body language from everyone was just atrocious. You get this maxi news, which, you know, to, to you and I discussed this last night, that we think that the Mavericks knew about the maxi news. And they're just, they were kind of primed to be able to, to have a built-in excuse to go on on a small collapse, and that didn't happen, which is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. Um, yeah, and we will, we will see kind of uh, what's next. Yeah, you want uh, – Luca has played Portland 14 times. In those 14 games, I don't think this is including tonight, but in those 14 games, he's averaging 30.5 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, shooting shooting 50% from the floor, 41% from three. Uh, this that's e- It's easily one of his best matchups, especially for a Western Conference team. I think well, the only other team – he scores more against in Western Conference is the LA Clippers uh, for obvious reasons. Right. Um, right. But like you look at Portland and like they have a good roster, but it's like they have a good roster for every team that's not the Mavericks because they just, mm-hmm. they don't have a ton of three and D wings. Like well, Simons, they, if they, they don't do have a rim they, protector. They have to throw Jeremy Grant, Hart, Justice Winslow at Luca, which sort of grinds out elements. Cause like, Grant is a pretty important part of their offense, right? Um, as a release valve, and if they're and if they're having to basically throw people at the meat grinder that is Luka Doncic, it limits them. And we've we've seen that two games in a row now, right? And you know Nurkic isn't doing anything at the rim against a, a guy like Luka. He likes to drop too. I mean, it's just it's just like it's like the Memphis matchup. They just. They just have their number. It's just a really good matchup. It's a good personnel matchup, uh, especially with Wood, like being able to pick and pop. I mean, we saw that against Jared Allen Wednesday, even with the bad loss. Like he still kind of pick and pop Jared Allen to death. He was four of seven from three. So, I mean, this can work. He was only two of seven from three, but he he did a pretty good job mixing up his, his pops and rolls. Uh, and it was, yeah, just a really good offensive performance. I mean, they – I mean, you know, another one of those games where Mavs role players hit their threes, they win, you know? Like, uh, Dinwiddie hit three threes. It's funny that you say that because (laughs) I feel like, and I'm looking at the box score, the box score must be lying to me. I feel like Dorian Finney-Smith missed a thousand threes that game. Was it just that second quarter? It was just that second quarter where he took like three in a row. (laughs) And they were all terrible. You're right, man. The, the most surprising box score here has to be Timmy Hardaway, who took 10 field goals, but only three of them were three-point or three-point shots. Um, he had a thunderous dunk off an, an inadvertent pass that he kind of picked off. Um, speaking of thunderous dunks, this is like I, we probably should have talked about this more. Yeah. Luca made probably his best dunk in a win 
of his career, maybe. I can't really think of like he had that really cool dunk his rookie year against um the Nuggets that should have been like a game-winning dunk, only the Mavericks couldn't play defense. And there's been a couple of other like in-game ones, but damn, that was that was incredible. But yeah, that was a great dunk. Hardaway had that thing, Wood had some, some good play. This was this was Hard- just it. Hardaway took seven two-pointers and only three mm-hmm. three-pointers. Yeah. Man, Portland, Portland's gonna have to do some some self-reflection about their defensive effort tonight, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've not looked at their schedule, but it, it makes me wonder if they're just kind of that's their thing though, is defense like that's kind of been their bugaboo, the the Lillard era, because they had Lillard and McCollum, and those were two bad defensive guards in your starting lineup. Now they have Lillard and Simons who it's kind of like repeating the same thing over again. It's yeah. like they kind of go as far as their defense will take them because their offense is always pretty consistent. But yeah, the Mavericks just really exploited that. I mean, I don't think, man, Tim, Tim shooting well from two, like, I don't, I, I'm sorry to look this up in the middle of the podcast, but I'm he's sorry. been really bad from two this season, yeah. which, you know, coming off the broken foot, like that was concerning. Like, it's like, did he lose something from the injury? Okay. He entered tonight shooting 37% on two pointers. That is <laughs> that's really bad. Uh, that's horrific. Um, so for him to, uh, I think what he was, so he was five of seven on two pointers. He's only taking three and a half. So he's, he's shooting a career low from two, uh, second crew, second lowest in his career from two uh, in terms of attempts, obviously a career low in percentage. So, you know, that's, that was a concern coming off the injury with the foot. Like, did he lose a level of athleticism? You know, he's nearing 30 coming off a bad foot injury. Um, what's he going to look like? And, you know, it hadn't been too good, at least inside the arc. So good for, you know, this is, this, is this a sign that he's getting a little healthier, getting back into better shape? Who knows? Maybe Portland just played really bad defense, but it was still good to see. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. He's such a funny guy because it's like when he sees the ball go through the rim, it feels like it changes how he plays almost entirely. Where it's like, reminds this is a terrible comparison. That's the first one that comes to mind. The the Boston Celtics when they had like KG and Paul Pierce, they always used to work to get Kendrick Perkins like an, an easy shot just to get him engaged early. Where it. If Timmy gets a shot to go down early, it changes the pace of his game. Yeah, he started three of three. Yeah, and if when he misses shots, they're real. I mean, they just, they need him to make shots. I mean, we're the you know it's this is this is more of a statement than it is a, a bitchy complaint. But we're the Mavericks are not in a discernibly different position than they were two years ago against the, the Clippers. Right now, with the team that they have, where it's like they just need guys to make shots. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Timmy is such a – he's such a snowball player, isn't he? Both, like, mm-hmm. in good and bad ways. Like, yeah. it just – it starts rolling down the hill, and it's it's going to keep rolling down that hill. Hopefully it's a good uh, good hill or a bad hill. You don't know which one until 
the game starts, it feels like. But yeah, um, you're right. This does kind of feel a little bit like the 2019-2020 team in spurts because that was before, you know, they really gave the reins to Brunson. So it really did feel like it was like, all right, Luca, you know, just create all the offense for all of these guys and let's see how far we can go. And uh-huh. Again, we don't, you know, this is why we talked about during the Maxi podcast, like, are the Mavericks going to have to consider like looking at reality and looking at where this team is and start making moves for the future, not just for this season. Tim Cato basically wrote a column with that as his thesis uh, before this game. Oh, before the game. I I missed that. Before this game. I think it was after the Cleveland game, but before this game. And like, this is the kind of game where it's like, they can't, the only way they could reasonably do that is if they just flat out traded a bunch of guys because like Luca's too good. Like, there's some people I've seen that are like, man, if they don't make a if they don't make a move or something, they're going to be like eight games under 500. And it's like, guys, Luca, like you don't you don't get that far under 500 with Luca unless there's an injury or you know something catastrophic has happened. Like, I'm not gonna you know blow smoke up your ass and say that they're all you know at the end of December they're going to be like five games up or like that they're going to be a 51 team again, but they're not gonna you know. 500 around this area is probably as low as they can go if they're healthy. Because Luca, I mean, guys, Luca's good. Like Luca's he has to come so engaged good. every night. <laughs> yeah, he has to be. He was. This was good response from. I mean, he's always good at responses. Like he's really good at following up the bad performances with authority. And like you could tell from the from the moment this game started, it was it was a different feeling than that Cleveland game. So you know, he's 23. He has to work on that. Uh, like that's probably the. Ne- like we keep talking about like what's next for Luca and I think on the floor I, I don't know what's next like you know f- consistent free throws consistent three point shooter but the biggest step is just going to be maturity and he's 23 and he's got time uh and that's probably where he takes the next step is when we can avoid you know those games like the Cleveland game where he just was just totally not into it for the first 24 minutes uh but thankfully he was into it for this entire game and I don't think he played the fourth quarter well, so that's great. there's a couple of things that I'm looking at that I don't think are sustainable. Just thinking, looking ahead, they got 28 really good minutes out of Frank Nilakina. Um, he made he had hit five shots this <laughs> season. He hit three shots tonight. Um, Frank is. We said this last night. Like both of us agreed that we don't really think Frank is an NBA player. I still don't think Frank is an NBA player. I think that they will continue to roll him out there due to lack of options. Um, he's obviously a very different player than Jaden Hardy, but if the rotation is going to get trimmed in some kind of weird ways, I would just rather see the young guy. I, I, that's where I'm at. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like people calling for it when the Mavericks have an eight, nine person rotation. But if Green's going to miss some more time, uh, if Dwight Powell's going to miss some time, which I wouldn't shock me. That looked like a painful thigh contusion. Um, Maxie's going to miss time. You know, you're just talking about stealing minutes right now. And I'm not, I think people are being kind of preposterous with their hearty expectations, but that's okay. You're allowed to be excited, but I'd still rather see him play. And 28 for Frank in a game where they were up by like 30 points. Like we got to get hearty in the game. They have have another game tomorrow night. Like what? Yeah. No, I don't know. This is th- we're at the picking yeah. stage of a blowout, so I'm not right. too married to this. And um, also, Nat Frank is going to go away when Green comes back. I mean, if you look at his 
Green is Green has missed the last four games, and look at Frank's box score, and he's played the last four games, and before that he he didn't. Okay, play, so okay, then I mean, I'm, then I'm 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 not like I said, I'm not willing to die on the hill. I just I don't know. I know, I know. It, it when it got like to thirty midway through the third quarter, you were like, they could probably sneak him in, you know? Yeah, he's not going to do any harm because it's like it's not like like Frank's a plus player. He has been two games in a row, but Frank, if they use him as a three and D wing, I like Frank. If they use him where he dribbles, I do not like Frank. That's it's the simple distinction. I know. If you want to know where the Trailblazers' defense was at tonight, uh, they let Frank dribble from the three-point line to the rim and get off a clean, uncontested layup. Love so, it. Love uh, it. They, there, there are some issues. I think. I mean, uh, I don't follow Portland too closely, but from what I've seen from their reporters, their writers, their podcasters, it's like. Is the defense engaged? Okay, they look great. Is it not? Mm. Oh, they look like the team. That's they have some fun bad. players, dude. That yeah. Shaden Sharp oh, guy, good oh, gracious. Man. He's fun. That's an He's athlete. Yeah, for sure. So, oh. I mean, before we go, because I can tell we're probably getting we're rounding down, but Portland, last six games, last two weeks, they played six games, 5-1 and one record, 12.3 net rating, which is the second best net rating in the league over the last two, two weeks. Like. They were basically the hottest team in the NBA for the most part, and the Mavs just skunk them. So yeah, it really looks all yeah. It, it was it was brutal. Yeah, it wasn't fluky. This was I don't think this was a fluky game. Uh, in terms of just like the Mavericks played better than the Trailblazers, a hundred percent. Well, you're right. We should clear it up. The Mavericks play the Cavaliers tomorrow night. Um, and then we can us. get mad again if they lose and they're back yeah. to five hundred and the carousel I mean, starts the Cavs all over. Are... <laughs> I've been thinking about that game and like the Cavs are just kind of the, like they're, they're, it's just, it's again, it's just, it's a styles make fights game. I mean, the Cavs won tonight with, you know, we thought Donovan Mitchell was a hot shooter against us. Donovan hit eight of 15 threes. He is just, he is just on a heater. I don't have access to this. I mentioned this on, on the, the night we recorded though earlier in the season, he was hitting off the dribble threes at a, at a statistically significant higher clip than Steph Curry. We're talking like 48% from three is what I saw. This was only after like 10 or 12 games. So I have no idea what it is now, but he's just, he's on one and you've got to send bodies at the guy. And I, you know, I don't really know if the Mavericks have bodies to send to them. So this, this tomorrow night might not be a very fun time, but it is what it is. Right. I mean, if you want, I can, I've got his pull up number for this season. Uh, He's shooting 46.4% on pull up threes. That's preposterous. That's not a number. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's taking uh five and a half of them per game too See, so. and that's a, that's the actual number because you do yeah. that over 30 games that means he's almost hitting half through 150 attempts yeah he's that's fucking crazy <laughs> again just to just to give you a comparison point tim hardaway shooting 37 percent on twos so <laughs> Jeez, that's a good. That's some good perspective. You you gotta respect it. Yeah, man, Rudy Gobert, man, what's is he the curse? All right, now we're getting into like we're way past talking about the Mavs. Well, (laughs) we're gonna have fun tomorrow. Well, uh, we'll have fun on the live show. We'll see. We'll we'll come back on here tomorrow night. Keep it a little bit short. We're we're just we're in the muck a little bit earlier than I thought I would be, but injuries injuries will do that. And I don't know. Maybe they can figure something out. I I really felt last night was kind of a like. You know, there's there's being negative and then there's being worried. And last night was a worried sensation for me that hasn't left. But you know what? You got to enjoy these wins as you get them. For sure. 100% agree. 
Kirk Henderson, Josh Bowe, we'll be back tomorrow night. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with us. Have a great Saturday.